Most abortions are banned in 14 states in the country as of early January. Alaska is not one of them. The right to have an abortion here is protected under the state constitution's privacy provision. But that doesn't mean it's equitable for all Alaskans to access one. Due to Alaska's vastness and limited number of providers, traveling to an abortion provider can be a big barrier. Other obstacles include cost and logistics. In 2015, Nivy Brandt, who was already a mom, had to overcome all these barriers to get an abortion. It seriously saved my life, especially emotionally or spiritually. I think that I would have died. I think I would just crumble into myself. You're listening to Private Right from the Alaska Beacon, a show about abortion in Alaska, a conservative state with a strong right to choose. I'm Lisa Fu. In this series, you'll hear Alaskans talk about abortion and its impact on the state and their lives. The stories and voices throughout the series represent different nuanced perspectives on both sides of the issue. This is episode four, Nivi. I am Nibialuk Brandt. I am originally from Nome, Alaska. Um, I'm part of the King Island Native community, and I am non-binary. I am gender fluid, and I use they/them pronouns. Growing up in Nome, the most influential person in Nivi's life was their mom, who was 19 when Nivi was born. My mom had me when she was really young, and I just got to watch her go from meeting to meeting, just zooming all around the community, just so intertwined in it, and I loved it. Nivi followed their mom almost everywhere. She was working for medical records and, like, getting people to come and sign, like, their doctor's notes, and then she was on several different committees for our tribe and there was always meetings to go to things to do potlucks to go to dances to go go to new programs to start up grants to write nivi is the oldest of four i definitely became second mom um there's a seven year a 10 year and a 12 year difference between us so i was like number one helper (laughs) Nivi was also heavily influenced by the community. There was never like a separation between, oh, that's not my kid. I'm not going to stop whatever's going on. It was, oh, that's my niece's daughter or that's my grandma's mom's sister's daughter. (laughs) You know, it was always um, never a thought to whose kid it was. It was our kid. And I got corrected a lot by Anyone who saw me doing anything suspicious, they're like, what are you guys doing? Where are you going? I'm going to tell your mom what you're doing. (laughs) It was um, never a dull moment and always a, a way to create safety and community across many generations. Nivi grew up Christian. When it came to the topic of abortion, Nivi doesn't remember anybody at their church talking about it, or anybody at school for that matter. 
There was no education at all around sex ed. Except the message of abstinence. So Nivi, who was a teenager in the late 2000s, turned to the internet. At that point, YouTube was just becoming a thing. And this awesome sex educator, Lacey Green, was somebody who I was always watching, learning more and more about sex ed. And then I also found Dr. Lindsay Doe with Sexplanations, and that was another awesome education output. And like, during all this time, I'm figuring out I'm non-binary, I'm figuring out I'm who and what I'm attracted to and, and why, and so it's kind of all jumbled up in there. To Nivi, a teenager finding their way in Nome, Alaska, these two women, Lacey Green. Overall, the decision of whether or not to have sex before you're married is a highly personal one. It's your decision, and whatever decision you make is completely valid. And Dr. Lindsay Doe. Everyone's sexuality is unique. Of course we're going to have differences in kinks, interests, timelines, duration, sex drive. So how do we share our sexualities when our interests are individualized? They were safe and kind, and Nivi could learn from them. They talked about abortion. They talked about gender identity. They talked about different types of birth control. So much. (laughs) There's so much great content on those two channels alone. The closest thing to talking to an adult in their life about sex or pregnancy or the option of abortion was when Nivy's mom made them get birth control when they were 16. My mom and I had a a very short discussion about it. Um, she said, abortion is an option, but you really have to think about it. Adoption is, a, is an option or just taking care of your baby is an option. She said it would be really hard, though. And I knew she was speaking from experience. Then at age 18, Nivi did get pregnant. And she turned to friends to talk about the option of abortion. I actually found out I was pregnant at 18 and then turned 19. (laughs) Um, I was right out of high school and um, I had to think about it (laughs) alone um, for a long time. Uh, I then like brought that discussion up to my aunts and this is sure small town community. Um, they are one, two and three years younger than I am. So it was an interesting way for me to bring up this kind of conversation because it happened around me because I was the, the oldest of that friend group. So when you brought it up, what did you guys talk about? That it seemed very um, scary to all of us, like we didn't know what what it would look like or what would happen. Um, and growing up in rural Alaska, there's no um, medical center that you can just go up to uh, go up and ask. The Norton Sound Regional Hospital, which is in Nome, serves the entire Bering Strait region but it doesn't offer abortion services. To get one... We would have to go and be sent down away from our family, away from our community to see what would happen. At that point in time, Nivi said abortion was not right for them. They decided to have the baby. Six weeks after the delivery, Nivi found out they were pregnant again. And then less than a year later, I was pregnant a third time. 
And then on my fourth pregnancy, um, I did not want to be pregnant anymore. Um, I cried so hard. I was so devastated. Nivi was just under 21, working four jobs and already taking care of kids. That's what I knew that uh, I would want an abortion. When Nivi had their ultrasound in Nome, they found out the fetus was not healthy and it would have been a difficult pregnancy and delivery, mentally and physically. There's more to Nivi's story besides being young and working all those jobs with multiple kids. Nivi had had traumatic experiences delivering their kids, including one birth where they labored for 53 hours and another that resulted in an emergency C-section. In December 2014, Nivi's third child, a son, died of SIDS. He was two months old. On top of all that, Nivi was in an unhealthy relationship, they said, and had been for several years. And Nivi had a lot of financial responsibility and was the primary caregiver for their children. When Nivi found out they were pregnant, they were already in the midst of planning to leave their partner. And like working toward financial independence and a bunch of other things, like planning to go back to school and getting a better job and just so much that I I couldn't. I couldn't be pregnant again. It would have been one more thing to make me stay or another way for him to have a power over me at that point in time. Nivi says their two kids were old enough to where they could have a babysitter or go to Head Start. And I could have alone time to plan out how I was going to get out of my situation. That year, 2015, there were about 1,300 abortions done in Alaska. That's according to the state's Induced Terminations Report, which the Alaska Department of Health puts out every year. About 33% of abortions done in the state were paid by Medicaid, like Nivis. In all of Alaska, there are only three main locations to get an abortion, at Planned Parenthood Health Clinics in Anchorage, Fairbanks, and Juneau, which means people who live outside these centers have to travel away from their home community, often by plane, to get an abortion. Like Nivi, she had to fly from Nome to Anchorage. On top of travel, other logistics have to be figured out, like food, lodging, and transportation from the airport to the clinic. And there were more things that made getting an abortion challenging for Nivi, dealing with their partner's opinion and insistence that Nivi continue the pregnancy, finding someone to watch the kids, and someone to travel with from Nome to Anchorage. Nivi asked their mom. I'm glad I told my mom about it. Um, She was like, oh, okay, I will take care of the food and, and like finding a place to stay and the car rental and (laughs) all these things. And I'll pay for someone to watch your kids. And she did. And it was awesome. 
Nivy had been talking about leaving their partner on and off for some years. And Nivy said their mom just knew that an abortion was needed. She could just tell from her experience um, that this was absolutely necessary for me to leave that person and for me to have some sanity. And then she was just so happy to provide for me in that way. Still, Nivi was scared and had a lot of questions. And they said staff at Planned Parenthood were knowledgeable and informative and answered all their questions. After the procedure, Nivi and their mom stayed at Nivi's aunt's home. They just surrounded me in a bubble of love afterward, and it was so beautiful. Nivi's mom and aunt shared stories of other people who had gotten abortions, people who said it was okay to share their story. For Nivi, knowing that they weren't the only one made them feel normal. Nivi's mom and aunt also made sure they were comfortable and helped them get pain medication. They told me silly stories and reassured me that they loved me still because that's something I was so afraid of. (laughs) Um, Now I know that it's super silly, right? (laughs) Just super, super silly of me to think that, but they were super overwhelmingly supportive. That fear that Nivi now calls silly was rooted in something, though. There's a lot of colonized and ingrained patriarchy inside and around the church that has just been passed on through intergenerational trauma. And like I'm already like at that point, I was already different. I was already out of the closet and was already like the one who didn't drink and I was the one who at that point was considering a different religion and in my brain I thought that because I didn't go to college because it was my dream for years that I was a failure and I thought like emotionally not cognitively that having an abortion would somehow make me a failure and that's super (laughs) like wrong thinking um but that's what I thought and what I felt at that point in my life and so to have these swept under the rug stories come out by these safe women it just made me realize that this love or this world is a lot more forgiving and a lot more understanding than I had put a lens to. The abortion, Nivi said, saved their life. Six months later, Nivi left the unhealthy relationship they were in. The amount of freedom that I was given by my choice was enough to secure me in my decision to leave. After that, Nivi applied for college and returned to school, something they'd tried doing on and off for years when their kids were younger. 
During the pandemic, Nivy and their kids moved to Durango, Colorado, so Nivy could attend Fort Lewis College and study biochemistry. They lived there for two years. They returned to Alaska and now live with their mom and Nivy's three siblings in Fairbanks. And I have never been happier with where my life is at right now, ever. And... Gosh darn it, I am 30 and flirty and thriving, and (laughs) my kids are beautiful, and they're old enough to, like, make their own lunch, which is so great. Nivy has about a year and a half left of schooling before their next chapter, medical school. Nivy wants to become a doctor, a psychiatrist specifically. They're the doctors that has helped me the most deal with my mental health. My dream is to start a um, recovery center based out of um, Nome, Alaska, Um, because right now the recovery programs across the state have to send you out, and that's away from your community, away from your family, um, and away from your culture, and that's something I'm working actively to stop. Nivi knows what that's like. For some years, Nivi has been battling addiction. Yeah, I had to leave Nome and find recovery in Anchorage through a recovery program. So I was away from my kids, and I was away from my culture, and I was away from, like, knowing the land and people who would support me, you know. Nivy knows that they're not the only one who's lived through challenges, like a bad relationship, losing a child, and addiction. Back in 2015, when Nivy had their abortion, and their mom and aunt told them stories of people in the community who also had abortions, it made Nivy feel normal and loved. And Nivy wants others to feel that. To whoever hears this, I just really want you to know that no matter what your situation is, you have the ability to change that. And it's going to take time. Um, Change doesn't happen so instantly as we love to think, um, as it is portrayed in like movies and books and things. Um, It happens over the course of six months nine months, years, but whatever your goal is and whatever your situation is, you can always achieve your goal and find a way out of any harmful situation you're in. And I want them to know that they are not alone and there's more support around you than you think. And I just want them to please continue to keep reaching out This episode was written, reported, and produced by me, Lisa Fu. It was edited by Andrew Kitchenman and engineered by Dave Waldron. This is Private Right from the Alaska Beacon.